Routinely off topic, David Rittenauer, number 10. We made 10. 10. Yes. Number 10. You're right. a number 10. There will never be yep. another number 10. Awesome. I'm honored. We're, we're only moving forward. Uh, I actually didn't even ask you your last name. Hopefully, I don't butcher this. Paul Yeoman? Yes, you got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fuck up names so bad. Uh, mine's pretty simple. Easy to remember. I don't know. That Y could trick you. I guess. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's good, man? Uh, not a whole Happy lot. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Hump day Wednesday. Second right. Monday. <laughs> I guess I really want to look at it. I mean, typically in my realm, uh, Tuesdays are the worst days. Yeah. Because Monday, no one wants to give you anything because they don't want to dump a bunch on your plate coming in from the weekend. And then on Fridays, they're like, ah, we're not going to give them anything for the weekend. And then like Wednesday and Thursday, you're working all the shit they dumped on you on Tuesday. So No, I got you. Yeah. It's a nice flow. Well, I guess working seven days a week, it doesn't matter for me. It all sucks. Well... Yeah. <laughs> You said, so you have rental properties, right? Yes. So like those, I hope, by now run themselves. No, they really do. They're, I mean, unless something goes wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there you got so. that, and then you got your concrete company, mm-hmm. which is, I assume, six days a week because it's a concrete company. Honestly, that's not too bad. Um, I'm still, you know, my own boss. I set my own schedule, so, you know, the work's there. Yeah. But, you know, if I have to go do something else, I can go do something else. So, like, right now, like, you know, since I got so many sticks in the fire, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're about getting in the busy season, so I'm like Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then I'll go Saturdays and Sundays with it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll hit like the at home jobs on the weekend, yeah. so I'll be down here. The during quick the week. fixes, almost. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm down here every single day, Monday through Friday. Okay. You know, and um, you know, I can go on site, I can work, do whatever they need, you know, stuff like that. That's awesome. And then obviously the big one you got is your your lifting career, I guess. Yeah. In your yeah. gym, yeah. So now, are you a professional lifter? Is it considered? Are you? Is there amateur professional? Um, How's the whole game work? I don't so, even know. I mean, I guess like to be considered professional in the sport, I mean, you need to be paid to do it. But okay. at the same time, we do have like pro meets, okay. and I have qualified. Like I did the uh, uh, pro Iron City meet here in Pittsburgh okay. uh, last fall. Hell yeah! And stuff, and uh, I think I got actually got second. All right, so one. you're you're like you're almost there. I you're mean, almost, almost you know, yeah. You know, I'm, I want to put more time into my lifting. I know what I'm capable of, but when you got all these businesses going on, it's really hard to train, you know? Well, maybe once your business pops off where it will sustain itself. Okay, how about here's the question I always ask people that have have right. the, the real life job and then what they want to do. Uh, if you could just own a gym and train people all day and train yourself, would you do it over being a concrete layer? Okay, so ideally... Yes, you know what I mean? I would like to train people and just lift and focus on myself, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I do like doing that kind of work. Um it's I'm still training in deliberately. Yeah. So like um even though last summer I was insanely busy, uh after one of the hardest days of work, I still had the biggest deadlift of my life. Okay. You know, in training. So really I'm training for strength all day long cuz I'm moving things. Yeah. Oh, that, that has to be a crazy. Like I bet regular people are exhausted after work oh i mean anyone's exhausted. i'm, I'm dead you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. after the end of the day i'm out out cold you know? really you, oh, s- yeah. you sleep like a rock every well, day I would, I would say so yeah you know for the brief time i got so then you got the basement gym right that's what yes. that's it yep. okay so uh how big is it is it just is it literally a basement um, no no it, it was when we okay. started it okay. got started in a basement we called it the basement it was like a club we even had shirts made and everything else okay i mean i didn't really think it was going to become an actual business you know but um yeah it, 
as time went on and I picked up clients, it grew. Um, I'm buying, you know, and this is when I had the landscaping business too. And I'm like 20, 21 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying stuff off of eBay, auction sites, Craigslist, whatever, building my equipment. And we're outgrowing this area so fast. And then I got to the point to where I was like, well, you know what? Why not? Yeah. You know? So so basically people were uh, just like, hey, can I pay you? couple bucks or whatever a month to yeah. come and work out mm-hmm. and then so how many members you up to now um i want to say we don't know the current number i just signed up an, uh, another person today so three this week signed up but i think we're just over 60 oh that's amazing i mean like I mean, on like the the gym scale if we were to compete with like other commercial gyms and stuff i don't even compare but yeah. it's more of a no. personable gym oh absolutely though, you know? yeah uh there was a gym from my hometown it was called titans and it was like the same way mm-hmm. they just they rented out a uh not really i guess the same way but they rented out like a storefront and they just threw a gang of weights in there and it was dusty dirty but you got your you got your sets in and you got out like it was just a cool place to go hang out mm-hmm. and uh i kind of i kind of get that vibe from your place like looking at the videos and stuff is like that's where you go put the hard work in and it's yeah. like a, kind of a family environment like yeah. everybody knows everybody and then gets out yeah, and I mean, that's what I want. You yeah. know, I'd rather have the quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everyone says, hey, how you doing? Everyone wants to see how your day was. We all train hard. We all work hard, whether what the goals are. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You could be a novice lifter or professional lifter. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there to help. Yeah. And I love that. And I've kicked out the typical meathead, you know, we'll say like the bro kind of guy that's like trying to put people down. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, nah, here, this ain't for you. You know what I mean? And I'd kick them out of the gym. You got any good stories for that? All right, I got one guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, actually, yes, I do. Two, <laughs> yeah, I got this one's one of my favorites, and it involves the same guy twice. So I'm training this group of like 12 year old football players, okay, and there's about nine of them, okay, and stuff. And he was like one of your typical bro, a huge upper body, you know what I mean? And he's 12, or he's no, no, no. This guy's a grown man. Oh, okay, he's like, training. Like, oh, you're talking shit to a 12 year old. No, no, Good no, job, no. dude. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you showed him. Kids. Sure showed that kid. You know. But, uh, pushed him while he was down, spit on him. <laughs> you know, I know, all like three foot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, so like they asked me this question. They come over to me and they're like, Paul, we have a question. I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, guys? They're like, how how does his legs hold up those really big shoulders? Because he had like toothpick legs. Yeah. He had no legs to him at all, you know? And I was just dying. I was laughing. I was like, just don't worry about it, guys. You know what I mean? That's just your typical meathead kind of your bro, guy. yeah. Your bro, your bro. And then lo and behold – I found out this guy was um, stealing everyone's like pre-workouts, aminos, proteins, because like we have lockers uh, and we store our stuff there. Yeah. You know, I confronted yeah. him and he's like, "Oh, dude, it'll never happen again. It'll never happen again." I said, "Exactly." So go find another gym. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And then I just kicked him no out. No tolerance policy. Exactly. There. I was yeah. just like, "No, you know, I don't want none of that." Now, uh, so uh, yeah, it's, I assume everyone has lockers, but it's it's probably so tight knit that like not everyone has locks on their lockers. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's That's just, it's everyone's and, there, throw their shit down and go. And we yeah. have this big counter too, and guys just set their gym bags there mm-hmm. and yeah. girls and stuff. And yeah, we all know each other. We don't mess with each other's gear and yeah. stuff for you know lifting belts. All Unless that you're stuff. putting some like baby powder in there just to fuck with them. I mean, oh of course, you yeah, know, a little Good bit gay here and there. Fashion fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing like that. actually terrible story, but I gotta say it. Uh, back when we were. Uh, Back in my high school football days, there was a kid that always got picked on. I was never a person that picked on him due to the fact that uh, he gra- he was a he was a grade above me. So everyone his grade and above him picked that. It was a pick down. You know, mm-hmm. you get bullied down in football. So uh, he would uh, always wear a jock in football, which you know, if you wore a jock, you most of the time got made fun of. Anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So. Uh, they would put they put Ben Gay in everything. Oh, so no. they put Ben Gay in his jock. 
oh. and he put it on and then uh his, the look of frustration him just standing there with his hands on his hips because he was like a weird kid yeah with his head to the side and like you guys why did you guys do that? And like he's his dick is just on fire. I was gonna say I was like, how's he not screaming? Like, uh, he because I think he was just really upset. So uh, it, his his worry did. got like it just overrid the the pain. Uh, but then he proceeded to uh, like our locker room. You can see the sinks, and then you couldn't see the showers because they were like literally in the locker room. And people would walk th- by our locker room, and you could see like you could see people like washing hands or like pissing in the in the urinal. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing their backs. Well, he had his dick and balls on the sink, just, like, flapping them, like, washing it off. One and, of like, anyone guys. could have walked in. Yeah. Like, like there would be cheerleaders or, like, oh, girl soccer Jesus. players that could have walked in. Yeah. I forget when it happened. It was probably practice. So, like, mm-hmm. anyone could have walked in to go to the trainers, which was down that hall. Yeah, I was going to say, because we all have that neutral zone where everybody crisscrosses. Yeah. yeah. Like, at least oh, that's how ours was. It was bad news. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that poor guy, he got a lot of... Ben Gay treatment. Yeah. Well, you always have one of those, you know. <laughs> the, the the picker honor. Yeah, we had one of those. Picky. And uh, actually, it was one of our coaches gave him the nickname Turbo. 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 Yeah. Is it because he was he wasn't fast, was he? No, he uh, wasn't at all. He was really slow. So I mean, Turbo. I, I was always the fat guy, so uh, I I got called uh, slim fast in basketball. Oh yeah. Because um, you know, I wasn't fast, and they wanted me to like lose weight. And I was like, ah, I'm just not. I'm just not gonna play basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Well, you call me slim fast. I'm not. I'm not really that great at basketball because I can only shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I suck in game. So it's just like, ah. Just gonna... If you don't like it, don't do it. You know oh, I mean? liked it. It's yeah. just I didn't like. Oh, I got you. It was sad. My freshman year of high school, I would have rather hung out with all of the people watching the game talking shit to the to the like teams mm-hmm. than me actually sit on the bench. I got you. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You Plus, I, I mean, it gave me more time to focus on football back mm-hmm. when I actually lifted, like, every day. Yeah. Now it, it's very clear that I don't lift. It's all good. No, it yeah. isn't. Yeah. No, it <laughs> isn't. We're changing that. My one friend and I, uh, we did a fitness competition in December. And, oh, the warm-up was December, and then um, we did the competition in January, and it was who could. It was the Joe Rogan Sober October Challenge. Oh yeah, with the bands and the points, mm-hmm. we did the same thing, and uh, your boy won. Oh, I'm there gonna you keep, go. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep telling everybody because yeah, she's go. 150 pounds, and I am over three, and I did more cardio than her in a month. There you go. By eight minutes, she she will say by eight minutes. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's a W. Hey, a win is a win. Yeah, inch we, mile doesn't matter. Right? Uh, the final day, three and a half hours on the elliptical for me, four for her. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh man, yeah. I was gonna say the longest time I spend on uh, cardio, elliptical or treadmill is ten minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, it took it took a lot of David Goggins listening to him. Oh, going, like, he's you can crazy. do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he's nuts. Oh, the dark place is real when mm-hmm. you do cardio because about after an hour and a half, you're like. Uh, what am I doing? Like my legs are like, all right, buddy, time to wrap wrap it up. And I'm like, if I stop, I'm not getting back on. Like, oh, maybe I could just take a break, mm-hmm. you know, like sit down for a second. Mm-mm. No, no yeah. just kept going. And mm-hmm. after that, I, I th- it's probably the worst podcast I did when I came back. But my first Drell Cole's podcast, it was right after I did that, and I had no like enthusiasm in the podcast at all because I was like, dude, You're I just, just like did. Dead. I did twelve yeah. miles. Like, <laughs> oh man, I don't blame you. I'd be like, I'm going to bed. I'm yeah. Done. Well, you know, when you say you got a podcast, you got to get it in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, that's it's, true. It's it's, it's be because people are giving me time 
I got to make sure I'm available and mm-hmm. able to give it back, you know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how did it all start? Um, so like, like, where did the desire to, you know, pick up and put down some weights. really big weights? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's way back. It's way back, man. My childhood. Give me, uh, give me the uh, origin story, man. Oh man. This we're actually working on a YouTube channel or YouTube channel series right now. The origins. Basically, you know, cause a lot of people want to like, you know, I do like these motivational videos and stuff yeah. too. And people are really reaching out. They want to hear more and stuff. And like, where did you come from? How did you get here? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. You know, cause, um, I remember the first one I ever did, you know, before I start the story, um, a lot of guys reached out, you know, young athletes and so on. And they were just like, we thought everything was perfect in your world to have all this going your way and this and that. And I said, no, it's complete opposite. I said, every day is a fucking catastrophe. You oh, know, yeah. you're just trying to keep, everyone's just trying to keep it together. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, things don't go your way, you know? But, I mean, if, if I were to go way back, I mean, God, I could talk about this forever. You know what I mean? But I just came from a very rough childhood. Okay. You know? Um, grew up on a farm, small farm, more of a hobby farm. You know, we had chickens, pigs, horses, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a mile back in the woods. Um, my father was a terrible alcoholic. He was very abusive, you know, verbally, physically, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, basically seeing my siblings getting beat and everything else, and you, you feel weak you know you feel like okay he's going to destroy me if i try to help them and all this other stuff and being like that as a kid you know it's pretty devastating and i guess you can go one way or the other you know but as i got older i started to realize that i did have gifts even though he would put me down say that you're a piece of shit you're worthless i'm better than you all this other stuff all the time just in my head and i was believing him you know what well, I, mean? I mean, it's your it's your dad. Yeah, like it's it's the person you're supposed mm-hmm. to look up to. So I mean, you're already exactly. starting like like behind the eight ball. Yeah, yeah, and and on top of that, I was behind all the other kids, like because he was one of those ones that's like kids should be seen and not heard. So I get hit if I would speak, you know, while any adults were around or talking. So you're almost like an indentured servant because it's like the old school farm style type yeah, shit. Yeah, basically, where, where you just had to basically stand on the corner and do whatever your dad said until literally. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I watch mm-hmm. the westerns. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just like, okay, well, I don't want to get hit. You know what no, I mean? I mean, yeah, no one wants to get hit. So. Yeah. So, you know, you keep your mouth shut. I'd take speech classes and stuff to, you know, advance me and start being able you to. You sound pretty good. You know, well, not back then. Yeah. You know, I still sound dumb, but. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, we're all from Western Pennsylvania. That's we all lived, sound kind you know? of dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But, um, no, so, yeah, and as time went on we we did so much manual labor all the time like i mean like literally we we had a wood burning stove we would cut and haul wood like it was going out of style oh you had you know to what i mean yeah yeah and we me and my brothers learned the more we can carry the faster we went mm-hmm. you know the f- sooner we got done so we kind of were indeliberately building ourselves and then him being such a cheap asshole we actually had to fish and hunt for a lot of our food oh, that's we had a garden and everything. sick though I mean, in a sense, looking yeah. back, I mean, it was during like, was terrible. During was terrible, but it was like the right atmosphere at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it like a positive aspect, at least I do now, because mm-hmm. during that time, I had so much hate in my heart. You know? Oh yeah, because like, I mean, in school, you're constantly comparing yourself to others, just because that's what you do. Like that's just the human nature. So yeah, it you, wasn't even that. I mean, I wasn't even comparing myself to others. I just assumed I was below everybody. Yeah. Because of him, you know. Yeah. So I didn't even compare. I was just like, oh, they're better than me, mm-hmm. you know. And then I start playing baseball, you know. And then my grandfather was a huge influence. Okay. This is my dad's dad, okay. you know. And um, I started noticing. I was like, okay, at it. This uh-huh. is like you know, like farm league stuff. 
And I was like, Grandpa, what do I do to hit better? You know, and he was a hell of an athlete in his day. And he goes, well, what I used to do is to- toss up the limestone in the driveway and hit it with a stick. I said, oh, okay. So I started doing that and hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. Next thing I know, I'm number three, number four batter, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I was like, sense. I guess that makes sense. If you can hit a little tiny rock, yeah. you can sure as hell hit a baseball, right? Yeah, for sure. You know? And then I was like, it was a little taste of success. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. And he was the right spark because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, did he live on the farm as well? No, he lived He lived with my grandma down okay. the road. Yeah, yeah. You know? so like. He grew up on a farm with 13 brothers and sisters and everything else. So he had not, a huge not, family. Now, not that farm, though. Not that farm okay. specifically. Did no. he sell his farm? I assume, and then um, when a little house. my great grandfather died, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I come from a family of farmers on one side. We have mm-hmm. 123 acres that my grandfather still gets down on. Like, I mean, we had uh, probably like 150 deer, and we did the whole heifers mm-hmm. and, and bulls and doing uh, what are they called? Are they called heifer? No, the heifers is a female cow. What's the? I forget what brand cow it was. Mm. Was it beef cattle? No. It was beef, but I forget what kind of like I know he had I know he had some Angus, uh what are they called? I can't think of it. I know, I hate I hate, I I got conditioned out of farming mm-hmm. because while all my friends were, you know, riding their bikes and having a good ass time, mm-hmm. every other day I had to go out on the farm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and go out and Oh, I knew what that was like. Know, dig potatoes, bale mm-hmm. hay, make oats, like, you know, sit there and grind feed, like uh mm-hmm. so miserable oh yeah i mean we did basically all that besides grind and feed you know yeah i mean i, I wouldn't like to compare because mine was a little bit nicer of a environment well, i mean i'm not looking for a sob story no i know but know. but for me i i hate i hate saying how hard like i hate saying how hard stuff is on me because like mm-hmm. from a rea- from like an overall reality standpoint i'm just like ah my life's not as bad as it, it could be for others oh well, someone always yeah. has it worse oh I for sure it, you yeah. know i mean if you make more than i think it's like like if you make more than like thirty thousand dollars a year, you're in the one percent of the world. I mean, you're doing good. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, back where I live, I think the yeah the average income's like twenty seven thousand a year. Yeah, you know, and people live well. They live within their means and they're happy. Oh, it's crazy. You know. Yeah, and then there's a bunch then there's savages like us that can't stop. And uh, but that's that's a part of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like, uh, I mean, I guess yeah, always wanting to strive and be better. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, but people are comfortable. You know, people mm-hmm. get comfortable getting that routine and get going. Yeah, but uh, so now. Now, did you just get, like, the shit beat out of you? Or, like, yeah, how bad? No, Dang. yeah. Sometimes um, I would think I'd be in a corner. Yeah. Um, he would just be mad. There's no right, no wrong, yeah. no reason to it sometimes. Uh, uh, like, well, like this one time, you know, um, we did play some video games here and there, but we learned we had to do it super early before we had to go work or super late at night. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There was really no in between. Um, sometimes, you know, but that's that was rare. Yeah. Either way, I remember just playing a video game. And I got laid out. He just full out soccer punched me in the back of the head and just, just starts kicking my ass. Dang. You know what I mean? And I'm in a corner getting kicked and punched. And I'm like, what is going on? Am I going to make it out of here? Am I going to live? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I could tell you one thing. Like, you don't fear death when you feel – I mean, like, if we're going to get real deep, he tried to kill me five times too. Okay. At gunpoint. I shot at me three times. Shot you three times. Did you get hit? No, actually. He was just trying to scare me. But that's a whole other story. Well, hell, you could have jumped into the bullet. I could have, but I was on a zero-turn mower during that time. Okay, so you had some pretty good angles on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're uh, Deion Sanders on the mower. Trying I guess to, so, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? Trying to like bob and weave there Yeah, that's, and all that stuff. No reason for that either? Or are you, uh, or no, are you older and you pissed him off? No, I w- this was right when I decided because the, the gym was in his basement. Oh, okay. okay. You know, originally yeah. and stuff. Was and, he, and he was okay with that? Well, he was okay with it because it was all his. 
that was all his stuff. Uh, and I had to pay him rent all the time, even when I was, like, just getting into high school. Okay. Like, I always owed him money and this and that. And, I, you know, he was entitled to this and all. Yeah, like I said, I could talk for days. Oh, dude, we got this, time. You know? Hey, you know, what I, you know what? You're a good dude already. We're already 20 minutes in. I don't give a shit. If, if, if you want to go three hours on this one, three hours on another one, we get the whole story in, man. Okay. You're good. All right. All right. Because yeah. also this is a place where people can look and turn and go, what's what's the life of Paul? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of where it is now. That's why we started that, you know, yeah, absolutely. YouTube series, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could take cuts out of this. I can give you any audio you want, and mm-hmm. you can turn around and make a little post out of it, whatever. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. You know? So I'm saying, like, dude, it's your life. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, so if we were going to go back, yeah, like, oh, yeah, back to that little taste of success, you yeah. know? And stuff, and I started learning a little bit of self worth. But like I said, you need that spark of positivity, and that was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And um, me and him actually used to play chess and Monopoly all the time. Okay. And he's like, I remember. I mean, he's teaching me chess and stuff once I learned how to play. He's oh, like, probably savagely beat you down. Oh, he, he is exactly what he told me. He's <laughs> like, he's like, you're my grandson. I love you and all, but I'm gonna kick your ass until you beat me. <laughs> yeah, and I was sure. like, oh, all right, well, let's go. You know. <laughs> and yeah, he would. He didn't hold back. But you know, I he was teaching me so many life lessons. Mm-hmm. You yep. know. And, um, I le- you know, it's a great game to learn strategy, and I do that in my business. Like, you're, like, 100 moves ahead. You know oh, I mean? If you're not thinking ahead, you're, you're not playing the game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you have to be playing A through Z because, like I told you, nothing ever goes my way. Oh, dude, I'm sure your uh, concrete business, you're already, you already know what you're doing in the next three weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we have all the jobs lined up yeah, and everything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, Could yeah, you imagine just, waking up and be like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I guess I'd, I'll do that one. I'd panic. Yeah, I'd, I'd dude, that panic, anxiety yeah. had to be insane. <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, I have nothing to do. I'd freak out. But, um, no, yeah, so, I, you know, learning that stuff and being around him really helped. And then I started playing football mm-hmm. right around fifth grade or fourth grade into fifth grade, uh, you know, like peewees and stuff. And mm-hmm. I still don't think much of it. Like I said, I'm still, like, thinking I'm not worth it. I suck, you know, because he's always constantly drilling that in my head. It's probably nice, though, to get get out of there for a few hours, you know what I mean? Oh, it was. and like was, I bet you played shit tons of sports just to get yes, away. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, and th- that's where I started to realize, like, oh, okay, I have, I have something, some kind of worth. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I started, you know, my first year there. And um, and I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm, I don't think I'm any good still. You know, I still think I suck. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, I actually took two years off then, you know, or I guess it would have been a year because I didn't play junior high football first Okay, year. you went straight into high school. Yeah, so like, well, like our high school started in ninth grade. Yeah. You know, it was like weird. You had like the middle school, so like you had elementary. Eighth, right? Yeah, so like uh, was elementary was like to fourth grade. Okay. Middle school was five to eight. Okay. And high school, nine to 12. Okay. So I was just our, and we it was such a big school district too. We had like all these mergers. It's literally like 45 minutes from one end of the district to the other. And I think we're the biggest or third biggest district in the what whole school state. What school is it? Wilmington. New oh, Wilmington. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, hear, I hear good things about that place. Yeah, debatable. <laughs> you know, we have the Amish. I work with a lot of people uh, that – I work with a lot of people that either went to Newcastle or New Wilmington. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, there's always that type oh, of – Oh, Newcastle's a special place too, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but – um. go, man. What you got for me? Oh, yeah. So I guess this was like one of the biggest turning points in my life. So obviously, you know, my parents are separated, divorced and all that other stuff. Now, did you live with just your dad? We shared custody. They shared custody. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? My mom was trying to get custody of us and stuff. But Mm -hmm. like my dad was always drilling in our head. And of course, you're scared. What happens on the farm stays on the farm. You are not to talk about it. It was like an artificial You were in Vegas, but like like prison. Basically. We were were like in prison. But we didn't know. I didn't understand. Well, yeah, there's no way. You know, because to me, that was the world. That was life until I started hanging out with my friends um, and going to their houses and realizing like, oh, wow, they're so nice. And the mom's cooking dinner and... You know, the dad's cool, and I'm like, 
this is this, yeah. this is weird. You, you don't know? get the shit beat out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and that's why I was like, he's not mad at you, you know, and stuff like that. I was just like, this is weird, and I'm just like confused. But mm-hmm. I guess I start to learn, you know, like okay, this what we're growing up in is a, an artificial bubble, because he was fake as hell too. Like, oh, he wanted to keep you in there because he had mm-hmm. control over you. He he yeah. had control exactly. He had some terrible little man syndrome. And, um, like when we would be out in public, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love my kids so much. They're the greatest in the world. Do you guys need money? I'll give you money. Even though he was trying to get money out of us. It was, though, yeah. It was all a facade to make it, sure that exactly. whatever he was running behind the scenes mm-hmm. wasn't going to get out. But uh, exactly. and you weren't allowed to talk and you weren't going to talk mm-hmm. in public. So exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you were conditioned and he was winning, you know? Yeah. And until finally I stood up to him, but that's, you know, later down the road. And, um, I guess, but yeah, back to the middle school time, you know, I just don't know where I'm going in life. I really don't. I'm I don't st- think anyone is, but I yeah, we, yeah, we get that. And I feel yeah. sad. I am depressed. You know what I mean. I feel like I have no self worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now my parents, I will give them both credit that they both got us into fitness. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always Cause, good. Because you know, yeah. even in the original basement, my dad had a, a barbell set, some forty fives and thirty fives, twenty fives, tens, fives. You know, just enough weight to do something mm-hmm. with a basic home gym setup. You know, so something. It was something, and then like seeing them work out and stuff sparked our interest me and my siblings and stuff but um you know either way i'm not like you know at that age i'm not like oh i'm full-blown lifter yeah, you're still trying to figure out what's going on yeah, yeah. like what was going on in life what's my purpose why does he hate me why is everyone happy over here and, oh man i'm still trying to figure all that out you know yeah 27 <laughs> no i hear you there i guess but um yeah and uh, i remember i started getting involved with bad people you know right around the fifth and sixth grade and stuff and i left a lot all those people behind you know actually the funniest the, the one house i used to hang out with or with at all the time yeah um is now a, a meth house oh yeah, well, that's, yeah that's, to this day that's nice yeah so it's at least a nice meth house no no it's not okay nice. not at all you, it's clearly a meth house you oh, look okay. at it you, and you look at it and you're like oh it's meth yeah exactly mm, that's, so that's a shame like, I, like you know you want like a nice like celebrity meth house you know like with like a, like a fergie i think fergie did meth you think? No, like she definitely did. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's what you know. You ever notice like like Black Eyed Peas kind of like went away, and then she was just out, she was hot and she was just mm-hmm. went out of the limelight. Well, yeah, it's called meth. Oh, yeah. oh all right. It's her best friend. Damn. But she's, that's why she's back now too. Oh, I see. Yeah. More meth. She needs more meth. Oh. What? No, I don't. I, don't, I hope not. I, hope she, I think she figured it no, out. No, I'm just messing. Just yeah, messing. yeah. Shout out Fergie. Yep. Um, but yeah, so like high school, I mean, you still in the same place, ninth, tenth grade, eleventh grade. You're all down the dumps, but also trying to figure it out. No, um, I mean, like, where was the turning point? The, the turning point was during that sixth grade time. Oh, okay. So that that house I was telling you about. Yeah. You know, there was a party there. I'm I'm drinking at that age. Sixth you grade. I mean? so yep. Twelve. Yeah, we're still on beer and I, we're still on cars. Um, Dang. Yeah. So like quads, stuff like that. Um, you know, I just because. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. You're just following whatever. Whatever. Trying to figure things out. And I remember one night, you know, no, I never did the hard shit. I saw them do hard shit and smoke weed and some, I don't know, it's weird. They were doing hard shit in sixth grade? No, no. Some of these guys, a lot of them were older. Okay, okay. Like in their 20s and everything. It's just like a mix of a bunch of misfit fucks. Mm, Okay. You know what I mean? And I'm one of them. So, either way, it's like I remember them, you know, all passed out in the living room, everywhere, and they're just like, looks like they're about to OD and die, you know, from being so high. Hmm. And I just remember walking home that night, you know, because I don't want to stay there. I was like, that, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be that. Like, I just, there's something inside me said that that's, that's not right. doesn't seem right, you know. 
And then um, shortly after that, I started lifting in my mom's garage, you know, because she had her own set of weights and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just started making me feel better, you know. And then uh, the junior high football coach gets on me, okay. And he's like, you need to come out. You need to come out. You need to come out. And I'm like, I'm not any good, dude. I'm, I suck at this, you know. Like, And he goes, no. He goes, trust me. Come on out. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. And I finally gave in. And we, we start lifting. So this is like seventh grade now, getting ready for the eighth grade season, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, we're lifting and we're training. And all of a sudden I realize, like, I'm getting stronger. And I'm getting stronger and stronger so so quick. Like, I remember I couldn't bench 25s on, on the bar then. You know, but we, it wasn't like the best strength training program in the world, but it was something. And that's then, all you need when you're a kid, anyway. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to be like this professional freak. Yeah. And yeah. then literally within a month, I was doing three sets of 10 with that weight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm like looking in the mirror, I'm like, I got a tricep now. I got some, you know, I'm like, oh, this is cool and everything else. And then Finally like getting the gains. Yeah. Yeah. I guess getting the gains and I'm starting to realize, like, oh, I'm, I'm all right at this. And all of a sudden, I'm like one of the strongest guys, if not strongest guy on the team. You know, I mean, there was a couple other freaks, you know what I mean? I mm -hmm. like my buddy Dino, Forrest, Lou, a couple other guys. We Shout out Lou. You know, to all you guys, you know. But uh, either way, you know, I start realizing, like, oh, okay, you know, I'm all right at this. And then we start football camp, you know, and, you know, they're juggling who's going to start where. And I only played one way, and I was an uh, outside linebacker. Okay. Yeah, you, you, know? you, you got the, I get that type of attitude, like, from you. Yeah, like it was an outside just, linebacker. Like I don't give a shit. I'm going and I'm killing you. Basically, but yeah. then I, but at the same time, I would feel bad, and I got a funny story about that too. You know what I mean? If it was a teammate, if if he wasn't a teammate, I was gonna kill. Him. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I remember um, knocking socks off of a guy. Yeah, like I remember Tyler was coming around to pull and kick me out, and I was like, oh no, he's not supposed to. So I was like, I, I have to hit him, and I lay this guy out, like <laughs> flip him over, and I was like, and I stop. I was like, oh my god, Tyler, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you so hard, and the coaches were dying. Oh, yeah. You know? And they were like, dude, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, well, he's my teammate, <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is this is practice, which yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, even when, back when we were growing up, I feel like a lot of uh, coaches miss that. Like, nowadays, you may hit once a week. Oh, yeah, they and, run just shells now and they walk uh, through and stuff, you know? It's not like it not like used a to dream? be. You know, oh man, when I get into the high school stuff, man, we, we used to get to shit. Yeah, we I, we'd hit three days a week. <laughs> oh my god, it was every day. We would just get humbled, and they had to, they had, did away with that after my class, actually. Yeah, you know, but, they actually wanted to be good at football. <laughs> yeah, not that you guys were probably bad, but like, oh, we could be better if we don't beat the shit out of our kids. Literally, so. we'll be more fresh for the game. Yeah, you yeah. know, oh, the, dude, our coach, uh, our line coach, would uh, make us go probably sixty five percent before the game. Mm -hmm. Like we go down and do warm ups, and I would have a full sweat going, doing warm ups on a Friday night before a game, and I would sit there and be like, "Why in the fuck did I do this? Yeah. Like, why does he? Why is he making us hit? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're trying to get amped up. I get it, but like, yeah, we're like but go out there and be fresh. The, not the night before the game. Yeah, <laughs> day of the game. Know, was, day of. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man. No. No. <laughs> we didn't do that. Oh you know, yeah. We at least just walked through. Oh, it's crazy. Know? But uh, so yeah, so. I'm assuming you still don't live with your your dad now. No, no, we don't talk at all. At all. No, no, I that that's long gone. So you know? when so you moved out? I think I heard from one of your videos at 18. Yeah. So basically, as soon as you got, I was out in school? college. Yeah, yeah. I just I was. Where'd you go to school? College. Uh, YSU. YSU. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. And what'd you go for? Uh, exercise science. Yeah. Yep. Did you finish that up? Actually, no, I dropped out. Nice, good job. Yep. Yeah, I dropped out my first major there we too. Go. Found it out. <laughs> I actually I actually found accounting. 
as mm-hmm. a nice soft fallback for a nice oh. easy salary in America. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually went for physical therapy and I dropped out uh, at botany because okay. I just couldn't handle plants, man. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's I was PT track originally, and then realized like oh if I'm playing sports, I can't keep my GPA up no. to three six to four zero. You know, and uh, while while those professors are speeding through mm-hmm. uh, like slides, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, study for ten hours and maybe get a C." Yeah, like, and uh, on top of that, it's like I got ADD, and I'm in there, and they're like putting all this stuff up on the PowerPoint, and they're like, "Learn this," and I'm like, "I, I can't learn this way." <laughs> you know, I don't work like that, and they don't care. No, yeah, they yeah. don't care. It's, it's only one for them. Yep, just one learning scheme. That's uh, all. Yeah. So, did you play football at YSU? I did, but I was ineligible first year. Oh, so, no. but that was actually my advisor's fault. So I went in, okay, mm-hmm. and um, walked on. I did the tryout and everything else because I actually wasn't recruited. And um, what was it? It was like two – I think it was like two credits short or something some, so something silly. Weird, yeah. Yeah, and my advisor didn't catch it, and that's why. But either way, we added another class. I got those back up, yeah. and everything was fine. And then I did track that spring. Okay. You know what I mean? And everything you, uh, else. Did you throw, I imagine? Yeah, I was yeah. a shot disc and uh, hammer guy. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Hammer, too? That's Discus was my best event, though, in college. I did track one year. Um, I was I was the guy that accidentally walked out while someone was throwing, and a discus went right over my head. I would not have been here if it... I watched a kid in get, high school... Get dinged? Right at the top of his eye socket. He lo- shattered he his hole. Yeah. Is he stupid? Um, he was stupid for what he was doing. Okay, so he was already stupid before. Yeah, because okay. uh, the guys um, – all right, so I'll tell you that story. So <laughs> this is my senior year okay, okay in high school. And uh, these um, guys – now, you know, we called it shagging just for fun. We just thought it was funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's when you're collecting the discs, throwing back or shots or whatever it is we're throwing. They were facing away from the pit, picking grass and making like a big pile of grass, Okay. And dumb high school our, shit. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. our coach is like yelling at them, but they're not listening. And he goes, "Paul, throw one of the rubber ones, which is the indoor one. Yep, just yep. skip it into them. Let's get them a good warning." And I did. And they're like, "Oh, why would you do that?" And we're like, "Well, freaking pay attention. You know, you can get hit in the head." Well, lo and behold, literally the next throw, the nicest kid we have on our team wouldn't hurt a fly. Hits this kid. And he throws the ugliest discus too. It's got it's like serrated. You know. Oh God. Metal one goes and all we, all we I yell. Watch out. He turns, and it was his left as eye. As soon as he turns, yeah. As soon as he turned, clocked the top of his eye socket. I mean, it looked like a deer just got shot. He was jumping and flipping and rolling. Blood's everywhere. My buddy Dino's coming up from baseball practice, and he's like, holy shit, runs to get the trainer and everything else. And yeah, if it was like – the ambulance, get, get it up there. Yeah, yeah, get it as soon as possible and everything else. So, you know, he didn't die or anything. But um, Easily could have. He easily could have. And he, it, they, they said if it was a half inch lower, he would have lost his eye. Yeah. Oh, for, you know? oh yeah, for sure. Easily. You know? Yeah, for me, it was I was out there collecting, and uh, it was like warm ups at a meet, and I remember hearing like Red, get that like it's got like like just I heard someone yelling for yeah. me, right, and then I just I just actually just I just go down like do a, like a squ- like squat all the way down just to hold the back of my head, and I guess it just zipped right over my head. Oh Jesus! And, oh yeah, dude, I was like, well, that's not that's not the end of track, but I mean, I wasn't that good anyway. <laughs> but no, no, I, I got like, you. It's still scary fun. though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was I was an asshole in track because we did it to get out of because you know if you don't play any other sports you're just lifting all your yeah you're lifting all your for football and you're just like and then you're doing conditioning and in high school 
Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna say most high schoolers are like, no, I'm gonna go play baseball, do track. You yeah, know, I'm gonna get the conditioning in, but also play a sport. Yeah. So, so what they would do is be like, hey, go run around the track, and we would just be like, nah. no, <laughs> like, and then they'd be like, hey, throw, and we'd be like, nah, I, I threw <laughs> ten times today. Yeah, I'm good. Done. Because because the two seniors on our team when I played that year could were like state. Like, yeah, I wasn't winning a meet mm-hmm. ever. I was just going to hang out with some friends and you know throw a couple balls and a couple discs yeah, yeah, and get yeah. on out of there. Yeah, because that's all. If those guys are thrown at a state level, it's just a whole other level. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And the guy would like grunt at the top of his lungs, like I don't have the type of energy to throw into that ball. <laughs> I was like, I just, I just want to chill, mm-hmm. hang out with some people, and then like get right back into football. Yeah. Oh, we got some people looking at you. Oh, we do. We got oh. some. Got some viewers. I don't all know. Right. They may be probably in and out. Probably nobody cares. Ah, it's, it's, it's all right, okay. Though. Hey. Haters make you famous, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. That too. Ask Donald Trump. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> Actually, ask Conor McGregor. Do you follow him at all? Oh, yeah. Do you hear about, you've been seeing this Khabib and Conor thing? No, have they been back at it again? Yeah, they're going back and forth on Twitter really hard oh, right now. Oh, see, I didn't see that. Uh, they were talking shit to each other. Um, Conor just retired. Well, well, he's going to come back. Yeah, you know that, was just come back. A, that was just to make Dana White sweat his pants a little bit. Yeah, because, well, you remember that whole ordeal. What was that, a dolly he threw into his bus or something? Uh, there was the dolly it. incident, then there was the Khabib incident where that dude jumped over, he jumped over the cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, at his coach or whatever. Oh, yeah. that was wild. But uh, they were going back and forth, and then um, Connor put a picture up of Khabib and his like wife had like their marriage and stuff, and, uh, you know, he, he's Islam, so he had, it, she had like a hijab or whatever, like the whole, but over her entire head, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But like the marital one where it was like nice and white, and I'm sure she could see through it. Yeah. But they were like, you're, he was like, you're married to a to a towel mate or something like that. And it's like so <laughs> fucked up. He is yeah. the biggest shit talker. Oh but what Khabib did was he found the picture of him like groping this woman, basically a hand like going up her skirt while she's taking a oh, picture. And he's no. like probably all fucked up, right? Yeah. He said, you're a rapist, bro. Like, oh, you're you're a filthy piece of shit rapist. Tip of the like, cap to him, though, to, to be able to do that. Dude, that's a comeback. Yeah, like, that's a good one. I yeah, give give that to him. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, Oh, it's going to... It's, oh. it's literally like going to lead to death. Like, I've never seen like a, yeah. a rivalry like this before. I watch a lot of UFC, too. So. Oh, I mean, I, mean I, I remember watching that fight, and yeah, Conor got his ass whooped. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, if you if you uh, knew Khabib going into it, uh, dude, he was his so, ground game was insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, do you watch it at all? Like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch UFC. Me like, and my buddies, like and consistently. Stuff. Every big uh, pay per view fight. Yeah. Okay, do you, you, know? you see him fight Michael Johnson? It's like Khabib's first comeback fight. No, that one I didn't. He held him down and was talking to him, just telling him to give up because he knew he was going to be a champion. That's crazy. Yeah, and and what he would do is he would he would you know like hold you up against the uh, cage and then he would pin your back arm so you couldn't pivot on it and then he would just wail on you with his other hand and it, it's just like this helplessness like you could just see it in their eyes that yeah he's just it's God coming down. Oh, oh I mean the guy's is so skilled. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely one of the best. I mean, probably has the opportunity to be the best lightweight mm-hmm. of all time. No, I agree. Yeah, you know if he keeps if he keeps it rolling, he's got. I think he needs to keep his mouth shut. You know, no, I like I like, this. like I like full heel, dude. Oh, uh, like same thing with uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, how he was just trying to be a nice guy for a really long time. Now he's just like, ah, fuck you, I'm the champ, champ. Like I just <laughs> love it. He's, oh, well, I mean, those guys are so confident though. They're just like, ah, I'm one of the best fighters in the world. Like, yeah, know? it has to be another type of level of confidence because I mean, with I think any mixed martial art, it's it's automatic humbling. 
mm-hmm. because like here's the, I guess the difference between mixed martial arts and like let's just say like professional lifting yeah is like professional lifting you could be a douchebag meathead and never like like how about you, let's just talk about those guys that come into the gym yeah and just and pick you, up shit tons of weight and just go home mm-hmm. and they never even let's say like lift legs yeah like just because you're the biggest dude in the gym you may never get humbled by that other person that walks in you that know like, like if you go in, if you go into Planet Fitness people are like there's gonna be that guy looking at you like oh fuck like mm-hmm. he's here even though he may be like only deadlifting like 400 pounds you come and do five yeah he's like shit i'm not the big dog anymore like and mm-hmm. he has that fucking ego mixed martial arts no ego mm-hmm. it's very limited i mean i i would say Khabib probably doesn't have an ego he just hates connor you yeah I, I could say that well connor really gets into his opponent's heads yeah he's so good at shit talking but I, I think when you talk to like a brick wall russian dude Mm-hmm. who's just like i don't give a shit i'm gonna throw it back no yeah it's just it's just it's just uh it's a disaster mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be chaos but uh so so now where did the idea to become like a a power like a power lifter come in i mean i knew you were play, um, playing football through college did you play all the way through no no because oh, dro- you dropped out yeah so how many years in so i was two years in okay okay and i mean it was just kind of a, a sad falling out now i blame myself for not um giving a shit about my grades. I always just got by, you mm-hmm. know, just to be eligible all the time. I never put like that work ethic I did in the weight room or on the field into the classroom. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm passing. That's all that matters. Now. Do you, you know? think that was kind of, uh, also like the influence of, of football itself? Cause like everyone's kind of, like, I think people that play football mm-hmm. are just kind of like that. They, like we're just playing football. We're going to get by. Like they always I have mean, that attitude. Yes I and like. no. I have to give a lot of credit to my teammates and stuff mm-hmm. that I graduated with in high school. Cause a lot of them were gifted and they had like more college credits than, um, you know, moving on freshman into sophomore year mm-hmm. before they even got to the 12th grade. Oh, okay. They're all very smart, very gifted. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they're all, everyone's dumb. I just feel no, like, I that's mean, that's the the, your stereotype. Yeah, Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. And I was that stereotype, you know, yeah. I was that guy, you know, I'm just like, Oh, whatever, you know? And, uh, well, you know, during that time after that freshman year, um, you know, a good friend of mine and teammate, he passed away. He had an aneurysm. And uh, I remember missing some finals due to that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the one uh, physics, physics professor would not let me make it up. So I was ineligible because obviously I didn't get those credits and stuff. So I just now to come back and be eligible for fall, take summer classes. Yeah. You know, and I'm going through all that. Then my grandmother felt very sick and passed away almost the same thing happened all over again and i'm just like wow man i'm not catching a break then you know my coach is sitting there like all right paul you need to really like crunch on this and crunch on that if we're going to get you to be eligible you know and then i got appendicitis for fall semester and yeah i was hospitalized for a little bit so then i was so far behind with my grades that if i was lucky i'd come back for senior year i literally was just like you know what it's time to move on to something new, some okay. kind of different dream. And you yeah, know. school was just, school was just not for me. Yeah, you yeah. know, plain and simple. So, um, yeah, and then from there, I became a certified trainer. The college, now our college did offer the class, but I, it filled up, mm-hmm. and I went to Kent Trumbull, which is right down the road. Okay, and I took uh, Wits, which is like World Instructing Training School. Okay, and it's a semester course. You know, you did your practicals and um, your class time and everything else. So, you know, once I got certified from there, then started working as a trainer, as an independent contractor or whatever, not contractor, but yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're a business owner. Yeah. 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 So like, um, you know, it's anytime fitness was the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and such. And, um, picking up some clients, you know, I'm training them in the original basement at the time, 
you know what I mean? And all that stuff. So, like, I'm back and forth with that still because all that gym equipment's still there. Um, and then Wise Physical Therapy also worked up there. Had some clients there, worked the desk. Yeah. And so on, you know. And, yeah, from there, uh, well, this was, like, that was, like, the last time my father um, threatened to kill me. And that was only because he stole my identity in college and I didn't know. Whoa. Yeah, I'm named after him, so it was oh, a lot easier okay. for him. And he, the farm's gone off for sheriff's sale, like, what, four times? And he took a credit card out in my name, and it was $6,400 in back taxes he owed, okay. or they were going to take the farm away. But I had that judgment against me because they thought it was me. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know. It was back in, like, 2010. Yeah. Or maybe 2011, right around there. And um, I'm sitting here, and I remember, you know, going up to him, and this is, you know, I was, like, cutting the grass and everything else and such. And um, he's like – or I, I tell him, I was like, hey, Dad, I think there's a mishap here. I think they thought this was me, but it's actually yours because I didn't have taxes. I don't own the farm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. When I dug into it because, you know, I called the credit bureau and all that, and they, this is what happened. This is what – Yeah, they gave you the whole run This is why yeah. your judgment's against you and everything else. He doesn't say it worked, Okay. He doesn't say a word at all. He's just staring at the table. He's drunk, too. He was always drunk. You know, if he was sitting at that corner of the table, you know what he was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, okay, whatever. So go outside, and I'm just finishing up, and I want to load up my equipment and leave. And uh, I, I go up to the first shooting round. Or, we, you know, we had, like, a 25 target, about, about 100 yard, and then I went out to 260. And it was like a three-quarter acre pond. So he uh, – or as soon as I go, and I'm like, right, it's like me to the TV away, and he shoots. And, I mean, I can hear it over, even though I got earplugs in, and I, like, hit the thing hard. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and I'm, like, looking up at him. He's up on, on the porch at the moment. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, and he just racks another round. And I'm like, are you, are you fucking nuts? Yeah. And then his second wife is now, she left him. That's a whole fucked up story, too, I'll tell you that. But um, either way, um, I'm like, Kelly, tell us piece of shit yeah. mf and this and that. i was like get in there i was like what the hell is he doing i was like let me finish my shit and i'm like well, i'm getting the hell away so i go down to the bottom part where the lake is they give a bad angle yeah he shoots again uh. about the same distance and i'm like all right this isn't an accident you know what i mean i call my uncle who lives right up the road i said hey if something happens to me this is what's going on he's like are you fucking serious i said yes and i'm like flying around the thing you know the pond out to the 260 target, hits it with me about five yards from it, you know? And I'm like, this is how I go, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? You be dying in the grass. Like, hey, yeah, I'm on. like, shit. And um, then I call uh, my now ex-wife at the time. I was dating her, you know? You had a I, wife? Yes. Dang, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot, man, like I said. Hey, it's all right. Yeah, you got an interesting life. Let's get it. But um, either way, yeah, so she's hysterical. You know what I mean? Like she's uh, there. No, no, no. Over the phone, she's oh. hysterical. You know, and I was like, I'm just letting you know. You know what I mean? This, this is what's going on, uh-huh. and all this other stuff. Well, you know, he he stopped from there, but I remember hauling ass with the equipment out of there. You know what I mean? Like, am I gonna get hit in the back of the head now, or what's going on? But that was the end of that. And then that day, I talked to a couple good friends of mine and stuff, and I said, we need to get this out of here. And that's how I started the business so soon. Yeah, I wasn't ready. But I drained my savings, every bit of money and cash that you I bought had, some space. to buy some space and get that shit the fuck big, out of there. How big is your uh, your space? The whole space altogether, we're probably looking at not a whole lot. We're probably about fifteen hundred square foot. That's a, that's a big place, though. I mean, you, know? you can get everything. You have all, but all the shit you need. Yeah, yeah, there, we got yeah. everything we need. Yeah, and you could probably, I mean, you could probably run probably what like five or six people at a time. 
Oh, I mean, we've had as many as 15 in there at once. Oh, yeah, you're you're really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But, you know, I need a bigger space now. So that's what we're working Uh-oh. on. Now. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know. So I've been working on that. a place? Uh, yes, but that's a whole other story in and of itself, how that business deal went sour, you know? Well, I mean, I mean, I know a couple of buddies I, that tried to go into uh, get a space and it was zoned wrong. One was industrial. They needed commercial and they couldn't get it turned around. I mean, it always happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that shit happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know? So now you don't talk to your dad at all. No, no, not now, at all. Do you keep tabs on him or anything? Like, no, does I don't. Does the fam even keep? Uh, uh, my my brothers, uh, they still talk to him. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, yeah, I'm gonna be blunt. I don't even care if they get pissed. You know, they're kissing his ass because they want the farm. You know uh, what I mean? And then he, we just had a big ordeal and fight because uh, he uh, he's brainwashing them, saying he need he apologized to them for beating their asses when they were younger. Okay. But he goes from their words, you know. Oh, it's only because you guys are coming to me. He needs to come to me, and I'll apologize. And I'm like, fuck no. What? The? Last I checked, when a kid screws up, you make them go apologize. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, no. I was like, I don't. I'm happy. I'm. I'm so happy now. Yeah. Like once I got over it, I forgave him for everything. I found the positivities out of it. I can lay it down at night, and I can sleep in peace. Yeah, I, I think you it, know it, it. It sucks. But I do tell people if there's like a really big cancer in your life, you got to cut it out. You get you get rid it's, of it. it. It absolutely sucks. It absolutely yeah. sucks that sometimes and you don't want to do that to your yeah, dad. Yeah. But I've been happier ever since. Oh yeah, because you I know? mean, if you tried, I mean, that's just so much more effort that you're no, going to put it, into something else that you don't have time mm-hmm. for because you it, know it's going to backfire. And one of my best friends last night he even told me too. He goes, "If you would do that." All of a sudden, he has pull on you. No, and for he sure. has power over you, and that's yep. what he wants. And I said, I'm never going to give him that ever again. No, you know, it's on my terms. It's not on his terms. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. How old is he? Oh, oh, he's almost sixty. He's like fifty. Actually, he might be fifty nine now. It's going to be interesting because like, uh, yeah, he's when you roll that like sixty nine to seventy five range. Mm-hmm. That's like I feel like those he ain't like, going to make it that far. He's what? so frail from the alcohol. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks ten years older than what he is. Okay, well let's yeah. let's, let's give him five. Let's just give him five and mm-hmm. say he, he's still all right. If he's if he's creeping on the door and that reflection comes in, he, mm-hmm. he, I don't care how mentally ill you are. Yeah, it eats you. It's gonna it's eating uh, him alive right now. It has oh, to be the guilt. I mean, yeah. I bet there's a lot of guilt just in mm-hmm. the and then that probably even doesn't help the drinking at all either. No, and the best part is like he's such a liar, but he thinks like he's smarter than everybody else. Like you know what he tells like my uncles. Now my uncles aren't stupid. Yeah, you know I'm like 26 Those years brothers, old at the right? time. Yeah, yeah, he dealt with them the entire and, life. I mean, yeah. they kind of knew something was up, but like it was so sheltered, it was just like okay, you know what I mean. Either way, they. He told them, he goes, yeah, Paul hates me because I won't pay for his phone and his insurance. I'm like, dude, I've been on my own for yeah, like, you're good. since I was like 18. I was like, where, where are you getting this? Like, <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, he's just trying to make up anything. I, my, I've been in business for how many years now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so now, did they ever like try to like help him, throw him in some rehab, like cut him off? I mean, they tried. My uncle Chris times, tried helping him a ton. You yeah. know, he was suicidal a, t- a lot. Yeah. And um, he would, you know, try to talk him out of it and this and that. But it was all cries for help. You know, yeah. You know, one of the times uh, this was 18 years old. You know, this is when I decided to walk out and not be around him mm-hmm. for the first time and go live my own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, the only ties we had was that fitness equipment in that basement. You know, either way, um, he held me. You know, one of those times, holding the gun in front of me, and he's just like, "You're a piece of shit. You suck. You're this. You're that. I'm always better than you." And he's like, and "I'm just sitting there. I'm just like." so down on myself i'm like you know and i did i wanted to die so i was like you know what why don't you fucking do it right now i want you to do it but after you shoot me kill yourself i want you dead 
And he dropped the gun and just complete awe. Because like, this is the first time I truly like stick up to him. Yeah. He punches me in the chest as hard as he can. And I literally take like one step back. And then I step back forward. And I said, you're weak. You're a weak, frail, cowardly old man. And I'm stronger than you now. He broke down and bawled. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I was gone. That you is know? nuts. Yeah. Dude. That is like, like you. And the cool part is because the way I see it is I'm constantly absorbing, um, I'm 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 constantly analyzing other people's like pros and like their like strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see like a lot of weaknesses in my own family that I well, know we that, all have. Them. Yeah, 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 we all, we all got them, right? Yeah. But you know, like it's almost kind of genetic, so you're like kind of fighting it in a mm-hmm. way because. I mean, that's half of you, right? So there's probably something in you that could make you him. So you probably do everything in like in, in I my did mind, everything I, in my power to, to go not the other direction. Be him. Yeah. Literally. I would tell myself I will not be him. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. Like that was the battle for the longest time. Sometimes I'd slip into the bottle, you know, when I was going through my divorce. Um, I was alone. She took my dog, you know, and it was tough. You know, Damn, and I, dude. And I'm um, straight John Wick, huh? They took your dog. I mean, I didn't go around killing everybody, but no, you killed the bottle. <laughs> yeah, and then I started realizing, like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? And my buddies even said something too, yeah, like, you hey, we don't, you. yeah, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't want to go down that path because we all have characteristics of our parents. Oh yeah, but it's your choice to be able to do the right and the wrong. And obviously, the road less traveled is the hardest road to mm-hmm. take. And it's always doing the right thing is the hardest thing to do. Oh yeah, uh, my dad is, I would say, an alcoholic, but he mm-hmm. he. Uh, I would say he's he's probably like the who's the greatest probably greatest Barry, Barry Bonds the best baseball player of all time probably uh, debatable but I would say he's up there for yeah, sure yeah so you like know? you know he my dad is probably one of the greatest alcoholics of all time mm-hmm. like never miss a football game always treated me well you know I would say ninety five percent accuracy of a good dad mm-hmm. like got me whatever I wanted just always there for me yeah. but he he hit it hard like he still hits it hard he drinks you know four or five times yeah, a week yeah but um I could say like drinking doesn't make you a bad person oh no exactly like yeah. he's a good dude mm-hmm. it's just he has he has a really really bad habit mm-hmm. and uh, I I definitely in my my other side of the family I have some family members that go pretty hard too mm-hmm. so I have both of those genes in me and uh, in public accounting. You uh, you get pretty down on yourself just because there's no sunlight out ever. I'm in rooms by my like with not seeing sunlight for twelve yeah, hours. You're coming time. into work, it's dark. You're leaving, it's dark. Yeah, That's depressing tough, as shit. Yeah. So uh, two weekends ago, I had a podcast. I started drinking at five. I didn't stop. This 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 wasn't just me, but this was here, and I probably drank like half <laughs> a handle. Uh, that was the first time I've actually ever truly blacked out. I've always you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. I've browned out probably mm-hmm. three to four times in my life. You know, you come back. Yeah, you. This come was back the first it. real time that I blacked mm-hmm. out because I was drinking this on the rocks too. I wasn't even mixing. You're yeah. a champ. Oh, dude. Yeah. This, this was a month, but uh, I, but the I have goals on Hennessy. Is my buddy is gonna make lamps out of these? Oh, I've been seeing people do lights and stuff yeah. like that. Like so, it's actually pretty cool. And I love Hennessy, and I I want to make a little studio eventually. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna have some Henny lamps. Yeah. So so those are goals. I think those are that wasn't true uh, alcoholism in me. It was more of just it's a business goal. It, it was you know? a, <laughs> it was an investment. I had an objective. <laughs> there you go. I accomplished it. But yeah, it's kind of interesting how you yeah. So like for my my dad, I uh, I feel like he has a perpetual piece of hopelessness in him mm-hmm. and i wouldn't say 
it's probably not like 100% hopeless, you yeah. know, but like there's a, there's a dread or like a, like a dab of sorrow that he seems like he can't beat. And I definitely have it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying so hard. I'm reading fucking philosophy. Man, I'm doing anything I can just to like tough. get away from it. Yeah. Um, but I, I know for me the the sports and the lifting was my first outlet. Yeah. Because I could call upon those bad times. There'd be times I'd tear up. Like you could probably see the, the big turning point within these last two years in my videos, mm-hmm. I would be enraged, yelling, everything I can. Don't care if my body's going to break for an attempt. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I was just so angry yeah. at, at the world, really, you know? And now that I've come to peace, like at this last meet, everyone's like, you just walked up to the bar and you're just like, all right, just another day, you know? And I was like, yeah, literally. This is I what was, I do. I yeah. enjoy this, yeah. I was like, I like this. This is fine. But I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to do my thing, you know? And that's where I've, I've come to peace with all of it and – um, I need new motivation, I think, to be able to – You need, I like. I think you kind of need something like that. Well, now you have the motivation uh, to grow a business, and I feel like no, – I'm definitely more clear and level-headed yeah. for that now. Well, also, though, when you own a business, you have to uh, – you have to, you have a product, right? Yeah. Well, you're your own product. Mm-hmm. So if you go and have the biggest deadlift of all time, let's just say, right? Yeah. You you are your product. People are going, oh shit! I need to lift with him. You know, I need yeah. to get his training. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that should be your motivation if you're really seeking it. Is like I have, I now have people looking at me going, oh shit. Uh, he's he's in the game and and you know you could be you could easily be a meat head at fucking snap fitness. Mm-hmm. Just ah yeah I lift. Mm-hmm. But no, you you are this thing. No, and that, that's I mean? a great point. Yeah, you know, that's honestly something I haven't even thought about. I, know. You know? I try to help. And yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's like that's what I need to look into now. Yeah. You know, and stuff. And uh, I mean, it's been hard to lift lately because yeah, I got so many sticks in the fire. You know, gotta take one but, out, man. Uh, and that's what everyone keeps telling me. Some of my business partners, they were just like, "Dude, you're you're doing so much, you're gonna kill yourself." You well, know what I mean? uh, you know, and food for thought is that you can do everything you have. But uh, you, you want to do, but do you have such a long time? So I mean, don't don't spread yourself too thin and just develop mm-hmm. things. Like, I would I would literally make a like top like I don't know how many sticks you have. Let's just say ten. Right. Make your top ten. Yeah. Whatever's number one, that's your top development. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't try to spread spread yourself out too thin because you're mm-hmm. gonna wear yourself out, and then you're gonna lose that thing you love. No, and, and right now that's turned into my lifting. Honestly, yeah, it's like I'm losing it. Yeah, you know, and it's like I don't want to lose it because it's what got me to where I am today. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, I'll maybe cut maybe cut out one thing. You know, it yeah. can't hurt. I mean, you can always uh, pick it back up. You got yeah. a long ass life. Mm-hmm. No, like I'm I'm adjusting things. I'm re. It's I think it's going to take this summer because I mean we're at that turning point still. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to take this summer for me to realize like okay this is this is where I'm heading. You know. Mm-hmm. And I see that thing stopped. Well, that's but, okay. Yeah, it'll, they, it'll they got enough. They can tune in later. Yeah, if they'll tune in later. We'll just save that and call it a day. Cool. Shout out Instagram for uh, having a great platform. That or I guess I could restart it. Should I restart? You can do whatever you want. I don't even know, man. I'm. This is this your is, life. This is where the interns come in, you know? I can't believe you interns. That's so sick. I, would, I, need, I need me an intern. Hey, I'll, I'll start throwing some your way if you want. <laughs> you know? Interns, intern, you don't have to pay them, right? Um, no, yeah, they're unpaid. Shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely, uh, both, I mean, well, the marketing one's going to be getting paid this summer. You know, I'm going to be paying oh, him oh, once, yeah. he, once he gets his hours up. Then the other one, he's still in the army. He's the trainer. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's done and he wants to come back and possibly get a full-time job, I'm probably going to hire him as a full-time guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good cool. guy. Works hard, yeah. you know, so. Was it just you as a trainer at the gym? 
for the many? longest time. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like right, even right now, it's still just you. It's still just me. Yeah. So I've had uh, some people come in as independents, man, but um, I tell them, I'm gonna say, you're in charge of getting your own clients here. You know, these, these people, like you said, I'm the product. These people are coming here for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, when that happens, and basically what I've seen over the years is nobody's really willing to take that step forward to step out of their comfort zone and get something. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And when they're like, well, what do you mean? I have to get my own clients. It's like, well, that's how it works. You know, you got to get out there. You got to put forth an effort. Yeah. Because I mean, at at the same time, I don't think that you would be, I guess, afraid to give them your clients, but you have to also make sure that they're, they're, they're selling the same product as you. Exactly. So if they can bring in say 60 people, like, okay, well, yeah, you could definitely, you could definitely train my guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you, you have that trust in them, but yeah. not someone off the street that just no. walks in through, through the door. I had some girl come in one time. She wanted to be a trainer, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, okay, uh, basically the interview was, all right, um, Sally, so-and-so I had a total knee done. Um, and I got this and this health issue, you know? And what are you going to do with me? How are you going to get me started? I want to be healthier. I want to be stronger. And, um, she starts me out on machines and I'm like, okay. I was like, what, what if I want free weights? I want, I want to learn how to use the dumbbells, the kettlebells, the barbell. And she's like, oh, well, I don't really know how to do that stuff. Uh, I just look at the pictures of the machines here, and I just run them through that. Uh, and I just kind of just nicely, I was like, you know what? I, th- I think you need to learn how to do these things. You need to go. You need to be able to teach somebody, like, a little bit of everything. Like, as a trainer or a coach, like, you, you've walked the walk. I'm not going to make anyone do something that I can't do and I haven't done, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, I think you need to learn these things. I need, you need to take some time to do that. Never saw her again, you know? Yeah, I mean, brutal honesty kind of hurts. So I bet it, you know I, what the but that's how hurts. I am. Everybody yeah. knows me as just being here. I'm straight to the point and that's it. You can love me or hate me, you know? And, uh, I guess a bad joke was like, and hey, that's where the divorce came in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, how, so how long were you married for? Only two years. Two years. But we were together for ten. Ten. Yes. Now, did you? I'm so so blunt. So did you only did did you get married as a last resort? Did you kind of do that? No, no. It was. Um, to or be was, honest, or was with it you, all good until like the last six months type deal? No, no. It, like I mean, at the beginning, we were two different people. You know, Ooh. one story I like to tell a lot of people. You know, and I'm not trying to belittle her by any means. You know, and it just she came from the silver spoon and I never did. And one story I like to tell, you know, when I was, when I turned 12 years old, my uncle, he owns his own concrete business. He's very successful business guy and everything else too. He, um, I ran heavy equipment for him. He hired me, you know, and I, I worked 12 hours straight with no lunch break, nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Running whatever he wanted me to. And I made a hundred bucks cash. It was the happiest day of my life. I didn't know what a hundred bucks was then. I was like, this is so much money. And oh, I, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I buy fishing equipment. I treat myself, you know what I mean? And I was the happiest guy in the world. And then not too long after that, you know, me and her start dating and she was mad because her grandparents only gave her $200 for her birthday. She usually gets more. Wow. And I'm like, what? I was like, my grandma gives me $5 and I won't take it because my grandma still has to work to this day. Yeah. You know, and I was just so confused. It was culture shock, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And stuff. Hey, my grandma, my grandma gave me 50 and I'm just like, Graham, you don't really have to do this. Yeah. I go, I, I work hard. And then she also, I understand being a loving grandparent. I uh, can totally understand. My grandma you know? coupons like a savage. Yeah. So like every time we go back to her place, we get, I get a care package, which will have, like, I haven't bought shampoo 
my entire life. I think maybe once because really? I forgot it somewhere because she has hundred like a hundred bottles. Like she will she if if the world ends, I'm going to that farm. Like <laughs> like I will I will have a shower, a nice shower until till civilization comes back. You know yeah, I, mean? I was like, going to set. I bet, yeah, I bet she has three hundred bars of soap. Like it's just crazy. Got the essentials. There oh, it's amazing. Yeah, she. Oh, I love her. I need to call her. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so, so she she just I guess kind of privileged or how about this? Maybe she was even slightly above normal privilege. She uh, she while you had you were on the other direction. You were yeah. underprivileged, I guess. And you know? um, at the same time, like all I knew were terrible people because that's what I grew up around. Was she white? Yes. She had white privilege, dude. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, geez. We're going to pull that out here. Yeah, dude. The white privilege card. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you can call that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it. Yeah. She had white privilege. There we go. But um, <laughs> either way, um, no. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, I didn't know. 10 years, though. You made it work. Well, because I didn't know any better. I mean, if uh, I look back at that it. That first love, too. The, it was like my first real love. Oh, you know? yeah. And, um, it, it just like we would we should have broke up within the first few months of dating honestly mm-hmm. yeah but you know i tried to make it work and just i mean i guess let's compare it to maybe my father a little bit there you're with such a shitty person everyone seems better you know what i mean yep and you know she wasn't the best fit for me at all and um i just decided to tough it out and like hey we're gonna make this work and everything else and she saw what i was becoming i think as a person and she didn't want to work she was a gold digger you know, hmm. and everything else. Yeah. And um, I just I just dealt with it because I was like, all right, I have all these goals of running these businesses and doing that. I don't have time to go date people. I don't have time to go looking around, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, I guess from there, that's when I felt that I was like, I guess, you know, the next thing is just get married, right? That's what you do. And it's yeah, like, it went, how old I were you when you got married? Um, 26. Oh, yeah. Everyone else. We were engaged for two years too. before that. Yeah. You know, so we were engaged for two years. I'm sure. Married for I'm two. sure uh, if you were dating that long, I bet there was, uh, you know, keep hints like rings. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, of course there was. And I mean, her family wasn't fond of me at all. You know? Oh, why not? Well, uh, just she because. Like a swell fella. No, I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, in in quotes by one of the family members, they called me white trash. You know? Oh. Uh, the grandmother also sat down at the dinner table the one time, and they asked what I was, you know, doing in college and what I wanted to do. And I finally zeroed in on that personal training point that I was telling you about. Yeah. I said oh, I want to be a personal trainer. Well. How much money do they make? First question after that, mm, you know. Yeah, that's, and actually, that's, that's a lot of people, though. But I mean, the thing is, I'm going to get to a good point. I can't believe I forgot about this. Is her grandfather? But you know, well, either way, I tell her all oh, about thirty thousand dollars on average in this area. You know, basically mm. Western Pennsylvania. You know, and she goes, "That ain't nothing. You won't survive on that. That's that's no money at all." You know, little she was a housewife, never worked. The grandfather owned Option Care. He was a millionaire. You know. Oh, he's doing just fine. Yeah, he was doing just well, no fine. No wonder her grandparents are giving her a couple hundred. Oh, bucks. exactly. He he was so wealthy and he was so giving though because he came from nothing. Yeah, and then he, he pulled he yeah. pulled me off to the side, and I'll never forget it. You know, and uh, he was just like, Paul, let me tell you something. I raised this family. I worked full time. Went to school in the projects they were raised. You know, and he went to school pit to be a pharmacist and everything else. And he basically said, just work hard, long, you know, sum up the story and everything else, and you're going to get there. Uh, that was that spark I needed, you know, because I just got belittled. I just got put down. Again. And then look the where. Time. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, oh. And then the right thing was said at the right time, and I didn't care what they said or thought. And look where it got me today, you know. So, and it just blew my mind. I was like, how could a great man like that 
have such snobs around him. But I think it was only because he had nothing and he wanted to give back so much that he didn't yeah. teach them how to respect and appreciate what they had. Well, it's you know? tough. It's tough because every parent doesn't want to put their kids through what they went through. No, right? So everyone no. gets a little bit better. So, yeah. And I sure as hell don't want to yeah. when I get to that point. You, and here's the, here's the thing as well is that when people have shitty parents, they're going to be almost to the other direction. Like you might, you're probably going to be too good of a dad if you have a kid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you might be a little overbearing and you might go, ah, yeah, I might be, but – I love my kid because no, exactly, yeah. and it, and it's like where's where do you draw that line? You know, <laughs> Who you, knows? I guess you just don't. Yeah, I guess you have to figure out when you get there, huh? Yeah, because I mean, parenting it's not like there's a handbook like here's how you do it. You know, because everyone has a different life. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a crazy time. Oh yeah, for dude, sure. you were like probably a year and a half away from a kid. Yeah, two no. years into a marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you were um, you were she, on time bomb on a kid too. And she was thinking about it and. Um, I mean, we'll get to Were another. Were you playing with God too? If you know what I mean. What's that? Were you playing with God? No, as well? no, she was on a pill. All right, and good. all that. Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, she could just lie, but yeah, I mean, that's true. You know what I mean. But uh, either way, no, it got really sad because uh, I, I just hate. I mean, I don't want to like when they see this. It's like I don't want to like, but you can't argue the facts. You know what I mean? Because it's happened. But like, um, you know, I'm working my ass off still all the time yeah. and she's not really helping me and all that stuff and i'm like whatever you know what i mean and it's like i'm basically cooking for two cleaning um providing shelter doing everything i can even though we're just living in this tiny little apartment which is above the gym yeah you know and uh just doing what i can with what i have at the time mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of money you know I, like at first the very first year running that gym i might have only raked in eighteen thousand dollars you know? still pretty solid if you ask me, but yeah. I mean, it was nothing to live on. Oh, too, nothing to live know? on, but I just meant like the fact that you make money from a, uh, your own startup gym is pretty sweet. I guess, yeah. If we yeah. want to look at that, nobody makes money their first year in business. But, you know, um, she decides – because she went to Westminster College for four years, and she got a political science degree and did nothing with it. Damn, didn't even become mayor? Nothing. That's you why know, I tell she, people to go for poli sci. At least, yeah. at least go be mayor. Go be mayor. Do something. She yeah. wanted to go to law school and it just decided she didn't want to. Yeah. You know? Dang. And um, either way, um, she uh, decided one day that, you know, she was just going to stop working. And she's like, I want to go back to school and I want to be a, you know, beautician, you know, cosmetology school, solid whatever. Career. Okay. And I'm like, all right, but like, what are we going to do? Because I just opened up a second gym in Slippery Rock and I'm like, what? like, this is terrible timing. Like, yeah. you, you can't throw this on me. And she's like, well, I'll work. I'll bartend this and that at night, which didn't last long at all. You know what I mean? Like, she attempted it. I'll give her that. But, yeah. no, it didn't last long at all. Um, I had a joint savings account with her with at least $4,500 of my own money in there. She spent, like, that in three months because she had no budgeting skills. And then, yeah, I started hiding money. And she yeah. would tell her family that. She goes, I don't know how much Paul makes. He hides money. And I was like, yeah, because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're not going to so much. Yeah. Like, if you're – if you see the money, we will not survive, you know, like she'll blow it all. And like, but either way, I'm like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? You know? And, um, so she obviously tried to work for a little bit. Didn't work. Basically Paul figured it out. If you ever talk to her, Paul will do this. Paul will do that. It was always Paul, never we. Okay. And, um, so I start, I pick up a midnight shift at Estes, which is a freight company, you know, and they pay pretty well for part-time starting out. It's like $18 an hour. That's pretty solid for part-time, yeah. Yeah, but it was grueling work. I'm working on a dock in the middle of winter. Uh, It's all manual labor. And on top of that, I already worked 
all day long. Yeah. You know, and I'm not done until eight o'clock at night. And I remember my first day going in, I said, Hey, I was like, can you please make sure I have dinner? I was like, I'm gonna have time for a two hour nap before I go into my shift, you know? And the training shift started about 10, 1030, you know, okay. I think it was 1030, but either way, um, she says, Oh, you know, okay. All right. I will, whatever. I'm done in the gym and I'm done working. And I go literally upstairs because you know, the apartment yeah. was right above and, uh, she's not there. I call her and I was just like, um, did you forget something? And she's just like, no, why? And I was like, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm shopping with my sisters. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go fuck myself, Ooh, you know? Yeah. And I was mad. She like, didn't even acknowledge what she did wrong. And yeah, I had to cook myself dinner. I didn't get a two hour nap. And then I worked all the way up until eight in the morning to and start my day. I can't do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe get a few hour nap and it best. And then it wore on me mentally. Oh, that broke. type of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did it for a whole year. And it was breaking me down, breaking me down, breaking me down. And I just wasn't feeling right in the head. Those thoughts were dwelling on me, the past and everything else. I was, I got suicidal. Yeah, okay. I was depressed. Okay. Um, and this is the heartbreaking part. I mean, part. that probably put strain on your relationship. So. And it did. You know, yeah. and I started distancing myself from her. I didn't want to talk to her, you know. Yeah. Um, it just, basically, I remember wanting to drive my truck into a tree. I legit wanted to die okay. at this point in time in my life, you know, for the second time, I guess. Yeah. And, um. Either way, uh, I sit her down on the couch, like, you know, I want to talk to her and stuff. And I said, hey, listen here, like, I don't feel right. I, I just feel wrong. like every, these terrible thoughts are in my head. I feel wrong. I'm suicidal. I just want to drive my truck into a tree. I was like, can you please tell me, like, we're going to get through this. You can motivate me and we're going to make it, you know. Yeah. And she goes, well, I don't understand what you're trying to say because I think people with depression have weak minds. And, you know, I'm not very good at this stuff. And she turned around and walked away. Oh, never came back, huh? Uh-huh. And she just walked into the other room. Damn, you got a lot like, of attention about that one still. I could tell. It hurt, man. Yeah. I it, I mean, you put 10 years into something. It's hard not to tear up, to be honest with you. Because there's somebody man. you yeah. truly love, and you you're, you're, you want them there for you, and they walk away. And it's just like, what? Do you think about 28, 10 years of your life? That's that's almost a third. I know. It's, it's honestly. Over a third. Yeah, and I mean, it's just to me, I'm just like, it's whatever. It was a big learning experience for me. Yeah. And in that, I don't know what it was, but in my clients were very worried. They could tell I was mentally just ill. Oh, you were out of, the, you were probably out of all out yeah. of sorts, man. So tired and drained. Anxious, and, probably out, yeah. out of your mind. And yeah. my one, she's a, she's a pastor. And, um, she said she was very worried for me. She was thinking about calling help at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, and I remember one day, got home from Estes. It was like four in the morning. I got off early. And I'm driving home, and I'm like, fuck this. So fuck them. Fuck everything that her and her family says about me, what they think about me, all her friends, all them people. I was like, I'm going to beat this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to win. And I, I was like, just fuck it. Fuck them. You know? Mm -hmm. I went into the gym. I started tearing up a bathroom. I started expanding. And I just, it was like a fire was lit under my ass <laughs> all over again. And I got a bathroom done in a night. <laughs> yeah. And she's like my 7 a.m. client. And uh, she comes in. She's like, oh, my God. And she, she pulled me off to the side a few days later. And she goes, Paul, that day I knew you were going to do it. She goes, you, you made it. It's so. kind of cool how, uh, but, you know, adversity can mm -hmm. help spark, I guess, greatness. I mean, even, even though you're not uh, the, the mountain, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's your greatness. Like, you know, you're, you're building your thing. Yeah. And, and just like, yeah, something inside me, once again, was like, Boom, lit that fire. Yeah. I knew I had to divorce her. I had to leave her. And it was like another negative person I needed to get out of my life. 
Yeah, you, you know. keep learning from it. And you, I bet you now. Here's a couple things I thought of while you were talking about it. Uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. What do you now? What are some of the things that you thought you could do better? Um, as a, a, on your end, I mean, I yeah. should have been more sensitive. Okay, you know what I mean. Most I'm not a very sensitive guy. Yeah. I'm always a very straightforward guy. Um, I, I I wish I could have provided those things for her. I wish yeah. I had all that money. I do now. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, like it's I said, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, at the very, I feel like how do how do I how did I phrase this one time in my life when I had a bad breakup was like every time you truly love someone you give up a piece of your heart. Yeah. No. So like like you'll never never not love that girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. You got to move on. Yeah. Man. Bridge the bridge is destroyed. You know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. was destroyed. It burnt. It it come crashing down, and yeah. I knew I had to leave it, just like my father and. From there, it just like you know, I, I really learned from it. Where I was like, these people have been leeches and sucking all this positivity out of me. And ever since that moment, yeah. I have exploded. And it's like you know, like I said, I wanted to provide for her and be able to take her places. That I could do that now. Yeah. But it's because she's gone that I could do all that. I, I doubled profits, tripled profits. Businesses grew rapidly. Yeah. I was able to work and provide and. It was just like realizing like she was never there for me, mm-hmm. ever, and it, it's just wrong. You know, it, it was either wrong person, wrong time, right person, wrong time, whatever you want to put it. It's yeah. just the wrong time. But yeah. I like to, uh, is it a positive manner, right person, you know, wrong time? I guess. Yeah, that's all. She, it just, you know, I don't know. She needed to maybe go through some hardship of her own, so that she could understand maybe where I was coming from and be able to provide better yeah. on her end. And I'm not saying that. I was the world's greatest husband. Oh no! Like you even said, like you. I mean, there's a lot I could have worked on. Oh yeah, you know, and um, it's hell. Probably even communicating was probably a piece of it too. Because if you were just going home mm-hmm. and dissing yourself, I mean, she, exactly. There was, there was probably but, months that went by that mm-hmm. you you guys probably barely spoke. You know? Yeah, I mean? we did, and I mean, I mean, it was almost like you had roommates. No, we were. We yeah. were just roommates. That's all it turned into. And yeah, I lacked in a communication department. You know what I mean? Or I should have just fucking pissed her off and just said how I felt and this and that. But I didn't want to piss her off, you know? Because it was going to be miserable at home if I did. Well, plus also, you didn't really know how to probably communicate well because you were never really good at it. Yeah. You know cause I mean? it was, and, um, you know, not too long afterwards, it's I've changed so much as a person, you yeah. know? Uh, now, from, do you feel a little bit more uh, jaded towards women? No, no, no. I mean, we'll be blunt here. I love women. You know, well, what I mean? I, you know but like you know that. what I mean? Like, are you more hesitant to get into a relationship? Oh, now? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I meant. Like, oh. you're like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't like no. time commitment mixed with like. And when I had, so I had a really bad relationship right after her. You oh, know what I mean? you fell into a, just a, a worse narcissist. You like, tumbled into it, huh? Way worse. And this one was like hidden, man. Total uh, sheep and, or like sheep and, yeah, wolf in sheep's clothing. Like literally. You play with straight trickery, huh? Oh, it was just evil. There was evil in that woman's heart. How long did that one last? Oh, only maybe six, five, six months. Oh, you made it that long. You know? I mean, the first two are probably always – the first two months was good, mm-hmm. probably. But then, like, yeah. getting through that just helped go through the other ones, you know what I mean? And then I, I had another girlfriend after that for about three to four months, you know what I mean? At least you were swimming in it. Yeah, I mean, I was trying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, you know, that, that was the, the – more of my screw up and she had a little bit of insecurity you know yeah. what i mean and stuff like that i mean you probably weren't ready for a relationship either in these like, you know yeah it's I mean? just like, like feeling it out yeah you know what i mean and stuff yeah. like that oh yeah you're probably like i'm just a bundle of uncommitted i can't commit to anything right now <laughs> I <can> just imagine <laughs> like getting a divorce and you're like, I, like these people are like yeah let's like be together and you're probably like all right 
I mean, cool. yeah, no, yeah, and it's it's cool and all, you know what I mean? But like, um, either way, like I, I've, it's funny actually. Uh, she's like my a mom to me, okay, one of my clients, and she's always been there for me and stuff through it all, through the thick and thin. And um, me and her niece are dating now. Look at you, you know what I mean, okay. and stuff like that. So it's just like, well, that's she, probably a good one. She came from the same kind of home life, home life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, understands me to a T, and I was like. The old saying, if you know, you just know. You know Uh-oh. what I mean? Yeah. You're swooning right now. What's up? You swooning right now? I guess. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Watch out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, How either way. How long have you guys been dating? Oh, man. I mean, I guess not long at all. Uh, at all. And you're, like, just, you're straight smitten. Uh-oh. I know. It's bad, but, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I, I never thought. I just, I'm being honest with you. It's like I never thought. Yeah, it just fell in your lap. And you yeah, I was like, just. Oh, I didn't yeah. expect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy when you hit it off, huh? Yeah, I was just like, oh shit. So this is what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you see everyone else, and you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. that must be nice. And then you kind of got it right. No, now. that's what. You no, know, you hear those guys. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. When you just know, you just know. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Everything I've been through, I'm yeah, like, fuck yeah, you, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you don't know. There's no way. Then it just like blindsides you, and you're just like, is this what they were talking about? You know, yeah, you're, like, you're constantly just questioning yourself. Yeah, like, no, and you're always questioning trying yourself. Trying not to fall just, too hard. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, this isn't, no, this, this isn't you. You need to stand your ground, yeah, you know? the fuck up. Yeah, quit <laughs> being so sensitive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you think you're doing better in the communication slash uh, sensitive M- part? Much, though? much better, I Look think. Look at you. Yeah, honestly. You turned it around. I mean, definitely. I, uh, I know I am a work in progress, just like my lifting, yeah, just like my are. businesses. Yeah. And I... When someone gives me their con- like constructive criticism or even an insult, I do analyze it. I really do. And I'm like, okay. Just like any business opinion or advice I've received, it's yeah. like, okay, you take it, you analyze it, and then you're just like, all right, well, you know what? That's not going to work. You just you just know. You know what I mean? Or you're like, oh, this might work. Let me try it. And then you try it, and you're like, mm, it's just not producing or eh, it's, it's not working, but it's not terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, it's trial and error kind of thing, you know? Dude, so. this is awesome. This is a sweet podcast. We oh, went yeah. we went all over the place today. I, I told you, dude. It's it's uh, like I mean, I got so much to talk about. That's so why we're trying to break it down into this YouTube series now. Hey, man, you know? and we can keep hitting it up. Uh, I mean, we're an hour twenty in. I feel like this is enough for people. Oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, to be continued, if you want. Oh, hundred percent. You're more than welcome to come on anytime if you enjoyed it, man. Oh, I did. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I, it doesn't even feel like it's been an hour. I know, minutes. right? Like, yeah. It's it's cool meeting new people because they don't like. I don't know anything about you, mm-hmm. so then you just get to go and go and like everything's new to me. So I'm just listening. Like I'm just yeah. like, oh well, I I've never heard this story before. I can relate a little, but like I'm it's it's unique. Yeah, I you guess it's I mean? interesting. Catches people's attention too, you know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully next time we can get more into the lifting. <laughs> That's no, what I, kind of I guess yeah. We but, started out with the lifting and then got you know all yeah, over the place. Routinely off topic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a perfect name. So uh, throw out some Instagrams, dude. Okay, yeah. So I mean, if anybody out there listening wants to give me a follow, you can follow my personal Instagram page. It's uh, just at Paul Yeoman, all one word. There, uh, the gym's page is uh, the underscore basement gym. The T H E E or just the the. Sorry, okay. sorry. It's all the, good. It's all the. good. Uh, the basement gym. Sorry. Um, and then the basement gym or the basement gym, uh, YouTube channel. And then you can find it on Facebook and they can find me on Facebook too. Awesome. Um, do you offer any like online programs yeah, or anything? Online training, diet programs. Do you want to throw out any, any rates or anything? Do you, do anything? Do you have it all on the website? Do you have a website? Um, we're working on getting the, uh, actually I just did that today. Okay. One of the business things I had going on today. We're refiring up the website. We've got some new logos and so all kinds of stuff. We're trying to re-up uh, the business. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
maybe next time we'll get we'll get more into this whole business aspect. Yeah, we'll go. I mean, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll try to focus more on that next time. Yeah. Hey, at David underscore right now, at least I'm going to on this again. DM me. What's up? See you. Say bye. Bye, guys. Peace.